0: Books, your weekly program about great reads through book talks, trailers, and first chapters. Presented by Mrs. Winningham and Mrs. Kovach. Hi, it's Mrs. Kovach. Today I'll be reading from Truly, Madly, Deadly by Hannah Jane. Thank you for coming. The words rose and fell on the soft carpet, and Sawyer wondered whether she should brush the small ball of fuzz from Kevin's earlobe. It stuck there, stark and white, against the dark navy blue suit. I couldn't have gotten through today without you, Mrs. Anderson said, squeezing Sawyer's ice-cold hand. Sawyer knew she should be saying something comforting, something warm and thoughtful, but all she could do was focus on the little bit of fuzz on Kevin's left ear. They said the car accident was immediate, someone whispered, They said that he didn't stand a chance. She had heard those words tumble over and over in her mind every minute for the past 48 hours. It was immediate. He didn't stand a chance. She wasn't crying anymore as she stared down at Kevin. His eyes were closed, his lips slightly parted, and his hands were gently crossed against his chest. Sora couldn't help but think from somewhere dark, deep inside herself, that at least he couldn't hurt her anymore. You must be devastated." The mood at school on Monday was somber, and Sawyer was tired of people averting their stares when she walked by. Third period choir was her favorite escape, and when she slipped into the band room, she couldn't help but grin when Chloe, seated on the piano with long legs kicking, caught her eye. Sawyer! Chloe vaulted off the piano, her blonde ponytail flailing behind her. She tackled Sawyer in in an enthusiastic hug, not caring as other students shoved past them. How are you? Chloe's eyes were bright, clear blue, and today they were wide and sympathetic, framed by two dark black lashes and heavy brows. Are you okay? Sawyer nodded slowly. Her best friend squeezed her hand and then blew out a sigh. Did you just get back in town? Chloe waved a pink late pass. Yeah. Her eyes searched Sawyer. I'm so sorry, Sawyer. I wish I could have been there. Was it awful? It was awful, wasn't it? I should have been there. I suck. Sawyer swallowed hard. It was your grandmother's 90th birthday. No one expected you to come back for the funeral. But I I could have. I would have, Chloe said, her blonde ponytail bobbing. I can't believe he's gone. Maggie Gaines said, her ski jump nose a heady red. She was flanked on either side by stricken onlookers who offered condolences and Kleenexes as Maggie murmured to them in a voice just loud enough to be overheard. When she caught Sawyer staring, Maggie's glassy eyes went immediately hard and sharp. Look at her. Chloe spat. Kevin was your boyfriend, but Maggie needs to be the center of attention. That should be you. Sawyer shrunk back into her baggy sweatshirt. Let her have her moment, she mumbled. They dated for a while, too. Chloe snorted. Like a hundred years ago. Mr. Rose kicked open the side door and shoved a costume rack into the choir room. The student chatter died down and kids leaned forward, eyes glued to the new choir uniforms. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Rose stated, I know you've been waiting with bated breath to see what you'll be wearing for this year's regionals. The group groaned a well-tuned hole. The Hawthorne High Honeybee Choir was known for only two things, being four-time back-to-back national champions and having the ugliest uniforms known to man. Sawyer's freshman year featured an army green taffeta number with balloon sleeves and lace-in-lace lace for the girls and equally unattractive green velvet blazers for the guys sophomore year the budget was cut and the honeybee choir showed up looking like exceptionally well-tuned army of white vested waiters at the end of last year the school taken pity on the choir and offered up some leftover graduation gowns into which some costume department had stitched fighting hornets with musical notes that was what the group was expecting when Mr. Rose began his excited introduction so without further ado Mr. Rose pulled the black sheet back off the costume bar And a collective, ah, sailed through the classroom. Maggie stopped sniffling into her Kleenex, and Chloe gasped. Sawyer set up a straighter. OMG, they're gorgeous. With one hand, Mr. Rose held up a simple black satin sheathed dress, its waist cinched with a thick red satin sash. In the other hand, he offered up a black blazer with a red tie. The honeybees cheered. Mr. Rose's apple cheeks pushed up his full face into a smile and he beamed. The school board heard your fashion protest and decided finally that the singing honeybees should look like the five times regional champions that they are. Once the students had dropped back into some semblance of order, Mr. Rose handed out the plastic wrap garments. When he got to Sawyer, he paused, giving her a sympathetic smile. She was so quickly growing tired of seeing this. He rested a soft hand on her shoulder, cocked his head and said, how are you doing, Sawyer? Sawyer took her dress and offered him a small smile. Yeah, I'm doing okay. Thanks, Mr. Rose. You know, I like for the honeybees to add a small tribute number to Kevin in our set list. He had such a big part in our school and the hornet community. Sawyer felt a lump growing in her throat, and she nodded. That sounds nice. Kevin would have liked that. I'd like to feature you in a solo for that number. Mr. Rose's eyes were kind. His puffy gray eyebrows high and expectant. Would that be okay with you? Sawyer nodded mutely with dread excitement sadness and anxiety welling all up inside her for at once thank you mr rose she finally managed mr rose passed sawyer and chloe continuing his costume distribution to the other honeybees chloe leaned in excitement evident on her face a solo she said breathlessly oh my god that's awesome it just chloe avoided sawyer's eyes looked at her own hands folded in her left it's just it's sad that kevin couldn't be here to hear you Sawyer tried to form a response or a coherent sentence, but nothing came out. Mr. Rose took his spot behind the piano, and the honeybees did their warm up. At the last note, he beckoned to Sawyer. She made her way to the front of the class, feeling the heat of all eyes on her. When she turned, it was Maggie, her eyes narrowing, challenging. Sawyer offered a small smile, and Maggie ignored it. We used to be friends, Sawyer heard herself plead silently. Maggie's hate rolled off her in waves. When the bell rang, Sawyer and Chloe gathered up their backpacks and new uniforms and headed for the door. Maggie, arms crossed in front of her chest, stopped Sawyer dead in her tracks. It's solo," she said. Her eyes raked over Sawyer, the distaste evident. Can you move, please? I need to get to my locker before fourth period. She was tired, and she didn't want to deal with one of Maggie's jealous rages. But Maggie remained in Sawyer's way. Do you think I'm going to fall for you and your stupid little woe is me act? doubtful. you don't deserve this solo you don't deserve Kevin a real girlfriend wouldn't be able to pull herself together let alone do a solo Sawyer wanted to fight back but she was exhausted and emotionless maybe Maggie was right she didn't deserve to be Kevin's girlfriend didn't deserve to be the blunt end of of his anger a small voice inside her head nagged Sawyer took it off shook it off and shoved Maggie aside with more force than she meant lay off Maggie get over yourself Sawyer Maggie said. Chloe growled. Sawyer doesn't need to play the chick who can't get herself together. You do it too well. It's just too bad you've been doing it ever since Kevin dumped you. When was that exactly? Nine, ten months ago? A little long to be carrying the flame, don't you think? Chloe flicked a lock of Maggie's long hair and then wrinkled her nose. It's probably time to drag your depressed self into the shower. It would make us all feel better. Chloe shoved past Maggie and linked arms with Sawyer, steering her down the hall. You didn't have to do that, Sawyer said, hiking her backpack over her shoulder. I can handle Maggie. Then Sawyer said, are you sure you want me to? don't want me to come over this weekend? Um, we could uh, hang with your parents and watch their passive aggression as they avoid each other while showing their extreme disappointment in your choices. Chloe folded a stick of gum in her mouth and chewed thoughtfully. No. And it's a, it's fried chicken and macaroni and cheese night at our Double Wide. And that dysfunction is all mine. And they're not my parents. They're Lois and Dean. They're my guardians. Sawyer cocked her head, her arms crossed in front of her chest. Not mom and stepdude anymore? Hopefully not. Haven't seen Dean in over a week, and I'm using that guardian thing, so hopefully Lois will finally cave in and admit I'm adopted. Sawyer grinned, except that you're the spitting image of your mother. "'Sawyer Dodd, that is a horrible thing to say. "'Of course, a thousand apologies. "'I take it back. "'Better. "'Chloe Blue Sawyer and Ericis. "'I'll be waiting by the phone "'with greasy fingers for your call. "'I'll have an ambulance on standby,' "'Sawyer called over her shoulder. "'She grinned and watched her best friend "'skip down the hall. "'For the first time in what seemed like forever, "'things felt normal and light again. "'Excuse me,' Logan Haas smiled shyly at Sawyer "'and she stepped aside, letting him get to his locker, "'which was located under her locker.' Logan bore the unlikely high school triumphant of being slight, short, and nearsighted, but Sawyer liked him. Hey, sorry, she said. Logan stacked his books, slammed his locker shut, and gave Sawyer an awkward salute and headed down the hallway. Eyes glued to his shoes. Sawyer spun her combination lock and yanked the door open, her lips forming a little O of surprise when she did so. Amongst her neatly stacked binders and books was a short, fat envelope in a pale mint green. Her name was printed on it in handwriting. She took the envelope and looked over both shoulders. No one milled about, red-faced or smiling, indicating that they had slipped a note in her locker. She tore the envelope open and pulled out a matching mint green folded card, a tiny plain oak leaf embossed on the bottom. When she opened it, a clipped newspaper article slipped out. Sawyer didn't have to read the headlines to to know what it said. Local high school student killed in car wreck. She swallowed down a cry and read the note on the card and it simply said, you're welcome.